Hello, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is an easy way to make podcasts. Let me explain. It is free. Yes, it is free. There is certain creation tools that allow you to record, edit your podcast right from your computer and your phone. As long as you just have headphones or a microphone, you are in good condition. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. It could be on Apple. How many of y'all would like to be on Apple Podcasts? It would be on Spotify and many more like Google, Break, the radio. It is amazing. You can make money from your podcast with a minimum of listener ship. It is an easy way to make a podcast in one place. Come on, y'all. Join on to Anchor. It is the bomb. Thank you for listening. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Empowering Single Mom Podcast on today. Today is Friday. Thank you, Jesus. We have made it through the end of the week. So today is Friday. So I hope y'all are having an amazing day so far. I hope you got this morning. I was like, thank you, God, for waking me up this morning. Thank you. Thank you for your mercy and grace. It's new. So I have come to the conclusion I'm going to try to be more consistent with my podcast because you know, I've just been really busy and I just need to try to prioritize prioritize how I'm going to do my podcast or whatever. But today I'm going to talk about how it might be like a part two, it might be some parts to it, but I'm going to talk about how the devil almost had my mind. That's a good one. Um, yeah, I know my story where I talk about how I dealt with anxiety, how I had to overcome some things, but I'm going to tell y'all the back end of the story okay so you know um from louisiana i'm like in the middle so and i'm not gonna go into detail but it's like you know i've been through some things i was right when i was like maybe like 11 or 12 by my uncle who was married to my mom's sister which is like my aunt I, um, nobody believed me for a say besides my, my sister that was next to me, my younger sister and my grandmother, who is no longer here, which is my mom's mom. Um, yeah, it's, which is my mom's mom. Yeah, my mom's mom. Um, um, they, they didn't believe me, you know, my own mother didn't believe me, but it, it took a toll on me. I'm really gonna, not going to lie. It took a toll on me. And then, recently, I mean, it's some stuff that happened to where a lot of stuff happened in my childhood. I done seen some things. I done been through some things. So I'm not going to go into that. Um, this is going to talk about me, basically. Um, I went through that period where nobody believed me. I went through, I really don't think people in my family, like my sister and them, really didn't know that I was trying to commit suicide. I wanted to kill myself. I just felt like I was a disgrace or I just felt like, I wasn't worthy no more. Yes, I, you know, I ain't perfect. I was no perfect child or whatever. But it was like, I just felt, so I used to go into the bathroom and take these curlers, like, you know, you curl your hair with them, and I would stick them to my face. Just stick them to my face and try to burn myself. Because I, 
because I didn't understand. I never got help. And I think back then, back then, I felt like if we was to tell our parents or like we were depressed or something like that, I felt like we were like, there ain't nothing. You know, it, back then, I felt like it wasn't to them. Whatever happened here stays here or whatever. That's how I see it and that's how I think that's how it was. Because I feel like if we would have said, Mom, I feel depressed. I don't know if she would have got us the help. I, I just don't know. So, I really didn't say nothing. So, I just went on by my life. I tried to commit suicide. And I felt down for my whole time. Even though, yes, I had four friends and all this type of stuff. I still felt like I was nothing because somebody took my childhood from me. So, I just felt like, what's the point of, you know, what's the point? And I slept with dudes and stuff like that because I felt like I didn't have, yes, I had a dad in the household. And people are like, you know, oh, I got a dad, but this I, this is my thing. I have nothing against my dad. He's in, Lord bless his soul. I have nothing against him. And I just felt like he did the best he could with what he had. You know, he just knew what he could do. My, be, um, my dad wasn't like really, like we wasn't like, um, how can I say? He wasn't telling us how we supposed to act as girls. He wasn't. He didn't do all that. He didn't tell us all that. So we really didn't know. We didn't know what it's like. Well, I never experienced what it's like to be a daddy's girl because, um, in, <laughs> I hate to say this, but I'm just trying to give you a little picture. My um, it was just a very bad situation <laughs> with my mom, and my dad. Um. It was some things that I saw, and there's some things I was not going to tolerate if I was to ever get into a relationship. I mean, like, I'm not going to let nobody abuse me and beat me and stuff like that. That was just a no-go for me. Um, so, I experienced that. I went through that, and that made me very fearful of my dad. I was, like, if my mama said, oh, we got, if you want to do something, go ask your dad, I won't ask. I would, I, I would tell my other sister, you better ask, because I ain't asking nothing, because I was just so scared of him. And I think he knew that I was scared of him because um, I remember one day it was uh, him and my mom had an altercation or whatever. And I was, I don't like, I was always scared. I was always fearful of them getting into it because I was just, just scared. You know, I was young or whatever. So um, they had an altercation. And I remember my dad said, I was out there in the car, so I saw, and he was sitting in his truck. And I remember this like, <laughs> like it was yesterday he said please am i am i gonna go to hell and i was like i don't know because i was young i was scared but when he asked me i was like i don't i don't i don't know i mean which i didn't know because like i don't know but i never had a relationship with my dad i was just very scared of him just scared of him um just very scared of him not you know i would never ask him for nothing i was just scared of him and then you know as life went on, whatever, I was growing up and different stuff. And then I met <sighs> my kid's dad, which I went through some things with him. He was abusive. He was abusive mentally, physically, everything, everything. It got to the point where um, where he had my kids calling me the B word. Um, you know, they wouldn't say mom, they would call me the B word and I had to correct that so one night I never forget um one night it was like he was talking about uh, like he was talking about 
Oh, I gotta go go out of town or something. I gotta go do this. And for some parent reasons, even though I was not in church, even though I, my goal was to get back to Houston, that was my primary goal. I'm, I gotta get back to Houston. I'm going back to Houston. I don't care. I'm going back to Houston. This one raising me my kids. I had this whole dream. I had. I didn't have. I just had a goal that I need to get back to Houston. Why? Because I was so into Bishop Healing. I want to get back to that church so bad. Every time I, I used to watch them on TV or whatever, I want to get back to that church. I was like, I got to get back to this church because if I get back to the church, it's going to help me, whatever. And I was in the church when I met their dad. But, you know, being stupid and love and dumb, dumb days, I left the church. So I was like, this just being dumb. So I was like, okay. So one night he just, we got into this argument and it kind of, it got physical. It got physical. And he can't call my sister. You better come get this B or whatever. I mean, just, you know, whatever. And my kids saw that. My oldest one saw it. My daughter, I think she don't, she don't remember, but she remember pieces of it. My youngest one don't remember nothing because he was young. But he kind of, you know, knew something was going on. So. I was like, what the? So I, um, I guess some she must call the cops with her, but the cops came, and he was like, it was rain, it was raining that night, it was He's like, I ain't leaving. I was like, I ain't leaving because I got kids. I'm not gonna have me because I ain't had no car because he, we had a car, but it's like I couldn't drive the car. That's how control he was. I couldn't drive the car. I couldn't do nothing with the car. Whatever. If I drove the car, it, was, it had to be something that I had to do for him or whatever. I was like, this is some BS. But you know, being dumb. They really open up to my family, my sister, and nothing like that because it was none of their business. And sometimes they can be like very judgmental or whatever the case may be. That's why I never told. So I was like, okay, I got to get out of this situation. And I, I prayed to God, said, God, you got to get me out of this situation because I said that was my that was my deal breaker. Even though he had done this stuff in the past, whatever, that was it. That it was when my kids saw it. Um, I was like, that's it. And I said, God, if you help me get me out of this situation, I will not look back. Meaning, like, I would not. So, the next day, I had to go to work. Yeah. And then, I got knocked at the door. I was about to get ready to go to work. And the man said, well, y'all got to be out by this weekend. I said, I'll be I'm up here giving you half of the money. Making sure you, so what are you doing with the rent? So, I was like, you know what? This is it. And I said, God, you got to open the door. So I went to tell my job. And my job was like, please, you got to find you a place for you and the kids. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. I said, okay, who gonna? I was like, who going to get me an apartment? So I said, who going to get me an apartment? So I found me an apartment. Found an apartment or whatever. Put my deposit down because I keep not getting my money. So I had to call the car. No, people like, look, I need a, give me, can I pay it this month? Next month, I pay double. I had to rewrite bills. So I did that. So I moved into, uh, me and my kids moved into an apartment. And he was like, I need to use your vehicle. Because at the time, he had a vehicle, but the vehicle got repossessed. Because I guess he tail wasn't paying the car no. I'm giving you the money to pay the car no, pay the bills, whatever. But you're not doing nothing with the money. So I said, okay, let me do this like this. So one day, I said, me and my kids got to get a car. So I took my whole paycheck. My check baby was like, maybe 500 something I didn't care what I got. I did not even care what it was. But I said I need a vehicle. So I went to this place. Drove out with a 2002 Dodge Caravan. Didn't even care what it was, what it looked like. 
I didn't care. And then, oh, I'm a driver. No, you're not going to drive nothing. You're not driving because it was mine. And I was like, okay, I got me a car. And then he was like, so then when he had, he had to go to child support in Houston. But I was like, okay. So I, I told him no. Because at first I was like about to give it. Yeah, you can use it. You know, being stupid and dumb again. I said, no, you didn't use it. But, then, but I had like some strong people behind me. You didn't, no, you ain't. Tell them no. We got you. If you try anything, we got you. We coming over there. We're going to beat them up. Because, you know, they knew the story. We're going to beat them up and all this type of stuff. I got people. You know, they said, I got people. I got you. So, <laughs> so we went on. He went on. So, that Friday, he left. Friday. Did I work Friday? I don't even, I took, they gave me Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That Friday, Saturday, I moved out within a weekend. The whole weekend, I moved out. This guy helped me move. Put everything on that truck. And I just left him with the clothes, the bed. Some food. I left with the food. I didn't care. I I got up out of there. So nobody was not supposed to know where we moved. I think my did my sister know where we stayed at. I think it was. I think they were kind of. You know, they kind of had to get the mail transfer. Everything. Life. I got everything transferred because I didn't care. That that chapter was gonna be closed. I told God, you give me, I will not go back. Being like, so that chapter, boop, it don't open that back up. So I did that. Uh, long story, we went through all this ordeal where he tried to have somebody, bro- somebody break in on us or whatever. Nope. And basically, because he was going around telling my sister, oh, she be back. She can't make it. <sighs> this is 2021, and I think I'm doing pretty good. So, long story short, as I, me and my kids was like, we stayed together. It was always just me and my kids. No matter what, one gets sick, we always stayed. All of us was in the hospital. It's always just been me and my kids. Holidays. Birthdays, it's just always been just me and my kids. So, me being a single mom, ripping and running, going through stuff. So, my grandmother passed away, which is the one that raised me. So, you know, she's like my mom, but she's like my grandmother. She raised me. So, I was like, I couldn't even go to the funeral because I had three, not one, not two, not three, but three kids that were sick with the flu. And it was cold and snowing and all that type of stuff. So I didn't have the money nor my vehicle was not in good condition. So I was not able to get to go to her funeral. So I said, God, just give me peace. I don't want to be stressing about it. Just give me peace about it. But in a way, I was mad because she was supposed to be here when I graduated from school. She was supposed to be here when I get married. She was supposed to be here for those important events. I wanted her there. So I got mad at God. So, you know, I said I was okay with it, but... Truly, deep down inside, I was pissed off. It's like, how you gonna take my grandma? Because it was like, all I do, if I was going through something, I just get on the phone and call her. And it was just her voice was like, well, baby, just make sure you take care of you and them kids. And that's all I needed to hear. And I was like, okay, I got this. So whatever case may be, I can do it. I can do this. Yes, I can. Thank you, Jesus. So one night... It was cold. It was like, I think it was maybe around like 2013. I was like, I just woke up out of nowhere. Woke up out of nowhere. My body went from hot to cold. Boop, boop, went to hot to cold real quick. And my heart started racing. So it scared me. So I'm thinking I'm about to die. So I called. I was beating on somebody's door. Nobody came to the door. So I called 911. Went to the hospital or whatever. Nothing. Nothing was wrong. They couldn't tell me nothing. It says your thyroid or maybe have high blood pressure, well, other blood, nothing. So I kept going back to the doctor. One doctor had put me on blood pressure uh, medicine, made me sick. I stopped taking it. I feel like it just made it work. So every night, every night, I'm not going to even lie, every night I was back at the ambulance because 
my heart was racing. I didn't even know what was going on. I'm thinking I'm about to die. I'm like, who gonna take care of my kid? It was it was a it was a mess. So I was like, I went to the church, had people paying pray for me, and you know, people were saying, like, well, you must have done something, that's why God punched me. And I was like, you know what? And I couldn't even, it had got too so bad to where I could not even stay inside of my own house. <laughs> that's how bad it was. It was so bad that I couldn't even stay. I can as soon as I walked in the door, but as soon as I walked a little bit further into my house, it was like this black cloud, this black shadow. I was like, I couldn't stay there. It was like I gotta go. So every night, Lord, every night I was at somebody's house, somebody house staying. Cause I said, I went to my sister's house, but it was like I couldn't, I couldn't do it. They were like, well, please, you need to take some volume. You need to take some dancing. I was like, I'm not. I, I couldn't sleep at night. It was like my heart just beat. I didn't know what was going on. So the next day I went to the doctor and they put me on blood pressure medicine. I went to, every time we go to the store, <laughs> they, said, high, high blood. they told me I had high blood pressure. So one day I went to the store, I had to save up some money, got me a blood pressure cuff. Put the cuff on my hand. I, take. I, um, I went there and I couldn't really just like focus on nothing. I couldn't focus on nothing. I had to like couldn't even go to school. I had to stop working. It was bad for like maybe for oh lord for some months, maybe a year or two. It was just bad because every night I was in the back of the ambulance because I didn't know what was going on with me. I was like, what the? So I went back to my doctor and she was like, why did he put you on blood pressure medicine? Because you never had blood pressure problem before. She said that's why I don't do it. So she was no nobody knew what was going on. She was like, what the, what the hell is what the hell is going on with me? Nobody knew. They said it was thyroid. They said it was blood pressure. They nobody knew. Nobody. So I said, okay. I don't know what, what is going on with me. If my kids would be dead to the world. I'll wake them up after they sleep and call 911. They'd be mad as I don't know what they're that time they wouldn't go to school. Well, they went to school, but they just be so tired. We'd be at somebody's house. It was horrible. And I felt bad because it's like I couldn't even enjoy my life and my kids could not enjoy their life. So then I moved into another apartment complex. And then one day I, was, I had got myself, I started feeling better. I said, okay, I'm going to go back to school, go to work and stuff like that because I wasn't at school. Okay. Went back, so one day I got in the car, and I was like, I felt fine and everything. All of a sudden, my heart started racing. I mean, like I thought my heart was about to jump out of my body. That's how bad, bad, bad this beat. Cause I was, I just said, okay, I see y'all later. I had work, did my little shift, did my little class. Alright, see y'all later. Got in my car, and I'm go listen to some gospel music. Just being me. Turned around. Pulled over because I was like, okay, maybe it's nothing, maybe a pass. So I tried to go a little bit further. <laughs> no, it wouldn't even let me go no further. So I pulled up to a gas station and I had to tell her, can you please turn on my heart is racing? They were like, give her asthma. I like an asthma. That's what people give when they're about to have a heart attack. I said, I know I ain't having a heart attack. So the ambulance came and got me. I was in a different city. So I was in Kilgore in Longview, which is not that far away, but I was in Kilgore. So they said, we, what hospital you want to go to? Kilgore or Longview? So I was about to say Kilgore, but I was like, my, my first thing was my kids. Who get my kids? My kids gonna be worried about me. I said Longview. So the man said, "Okay, we going to Longview." Boom. Okay, which is not that far. Maybe like 15, 10 minutes, depending on how fast you drive. <laughs> Whatever. So Longview. So I'm in the back of the ambulance, and my heart is racing. He like, "Hey, do you drink anything? Are you dehydrated?" I said, "I drink water. You know, I drink stuff." He said, "You dehydrated? Anything going on?" Whatever. He's like, 
and it hooked me up to the EKG machine. It was like, your heart is fine. Whatever, whatever. What the heck? I'm just thinking like, what the hell is going on with my body? Or whatever. So I'm just thinking. So in the back of the ambulance, my heart still raced because it would not come back down. He said, well, maybe dehydrated. So they put me on some blood. By this time, my heart rate's almost at 200. He's like, he, so he told me a maneuver, a little thing to make my heart rate drop. So he told me, put out the using bear from this bear down. So it dropped a little, but that heart still racing. <laughs> they didn't know I know, because I wasn't dehydrated. So we got me to the hospital, and my heart still going. So by that time, I had called one of my neighbors, you know, to make sure to get my kids or whatever. Because my kids, are, they, they worry about me, because I'm all they got. So it was like worried about me. So I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. This is what's gonna happen to my kids. So by that time, my neighbor had brought my kids up to the hospital where I was, or whatever, and stuff like that. And um, they was worried about mommy. Okay. Then by that time, the doctor had came. He was like, well, you, your vitamin D and your all, all my vitamins was off whack. They was low. So he gave me that. But my heart rate was still not go down. So he was like, okay. I think you have an uh, anxiety, a panic attack. I was like, "What the? What is that?" And he, and then I, you know me, I'm going home and look it up. But you know, because I was going to school to be an X-ray technician, I was trying to be in the medical, which I do know, I do know some stuff. But I was like, "Okay," so I went, and I was like, "Okay." So by this time, he was like, "I'm gonna give you some atenolol, where it keep your heart rate at a certain rate. It don't go no higher, it don't go no lower. It stays base." I had to take it every day every day then top that off i had to wear a heart monitor i was like i'm about to die that's what i'm thinking i'm gonna die we're gonna take care of my kids all that type of stuff so i'm able to go home so the next day i had to go to the cardiologist to get a heart monitor so i'm there and they put me on a heart monitor he said every time you feel something you gotta press this button blah 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 so my whole life was like in shambles i couldn't work at the time and I had to just drop out of school. So I just couldn't even go to school. I just couldn't. I tried it, but it didn't work out for me. And I had to just keep working. And I didn't want to do that. But it's like my life was falling apart. Like, this, my mind, just every which way. You talking about your mind? That mind had me somewhere where I did not want to be. So I, I was like, okay. So I went. When, when they wanted the church lady that I know who was like a grandmother to my kids which we had uh, whatever she took me to the car because at this time I didn't I couldn't drive so she took me or whatever and um I did a stress test and they said ma'am there ain't nothing wrong with your heart no block you are stressing yourself out I need you to walk every day and jog every day so I was like okay I started doing that but that mind still had me somewhere else. It was so bad to where I couldn't even. As long as if I made it to work, I know I was okay. But I, if I had to drive home by myself, mm-mm, couldn't do it. It was like ridiculous. Your mind will have you someplace to where mm, I thought I was going to lose my mind. So I said, they told me to go to this place where they help people. I was like, I ain't crazy. No, that's my thing. I don't even see no therapist. I ain't crazy. <laughs> So I went to go see this lady in Longview, and she told me, because my thing was, she said, I cannot give you nothing for anxiety. I was like, okay. She said, I can't. It's all about breathing, whatever, and it's going to be like a wait list. I'm like, by, that, by the time I get in, I'll probably be crazy, really crazy. So I was like, I just dealt with it the best way I can. I didn't like 
I didn't like try to drink no sugar. I mean, I went cold turkey. I didn't drink no tea, no nothing. I just I ain't drinking nothing that have sugar. And I lost a lot of weight because I think I just went cold turkey. I ain't eat no candy. I ain't do nothing. But my mind, it was like I was so depressed or whatever. It's just like I just lost weight. I like a little. My kids said they don't want me to go back that way because I like crackhead, but I like that size. But whatever. <laughs> so I went, and then it was my mind had me. It was bad. I couldn't even. I couldn't even. Like, if I take a shower and I felt like my heart, it felt like I was going to die. Because when you have anxiety or panic attack, it's like some of the symptoms that you have, it mimic a stroke. So I'm thinking, I'm about to die. One time, the ambulance did come to the, maybe came like two or three, maybe four. I'm going to say five. Five times to my new place because just couldn't do it. My neighbor was like, please calm down. But I was like, I didn't want to take no medicine. I just, I was not going to take no medicine. And I had made my mind up. If God cannot help me, I'm not taking no medicine. Because I did not want to be a person that's zoned out on medicine and couldn't function if I didn't take this medicine. And I made, I'm not taking it. To this day, I'm not taking no medicine for no anxiety. Because I told me Jesus had talked. Look, if you don't help me with this, not to take me out because I, I don't know what else to do. So I'm gonna have to do a part two tomorrow about the other part of the my mind. Uh, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna have to pick up back where um I have to I'm make myself a note so I know where to start it. But when I um have to write this down about where I need to pick up at. Because you get juicy, honey. The mind, I always like, I'm going to say this. The mind is something else. And I really did. The devil really thought he had my mind. Because I was thinking, it was to the point where I couldn't even walk into my house. I was like, I can't even walk into my house without, it was like a black cloud. Like, a, I don't know what it was. But it was just like something in, the, in my apartment that would not let me stay there. I was like, I'm losing my dang on my, I can't stay in my own house. That's how bad it was. And it was sad because I was like, what did I do? And I was like, I felt like God was punishing me. Because what the, you mad because, I was like, God, you mad because I done had three kids out of wedlock. And for the longest, I thought God was pissed off at me for that. I really, truly did. So I was like, oh, my Jesus is so mad at me because I done had kids. And that's why he causing all this pain on me. So... I'm going to have to get back to that other part. So, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to my podcast on today. I hope you have an amazing, awesome Friday. And join me back on tomorrow for part two about how the devil almost had my mind. So, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to my podcast. Just know, you have the power to control your mind. You have that power. And I'm going to tell you how I conquered that power on tomorrow. So, y'all be blessed. (laughs)